1: Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. We are in our she of the Faith fan favorites, right? Mm-hmm. We love us some she We do. And this episode, we're going to be talking about Abigail from 1 Samuel 25. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, so
0: stoked for this um, story <laughs> it because it's a, just a riot. It is. It's a, a riot. It's ridiculous. It's a, whole, it's ridiculous. it's a whole hot mess. Um, but there's
1: so much to learn from it. And so this is um, kind of a long narrative. It's about 42 verses, but we're going to read it because what's better than God's word?
0: Yeah. So if you're on your commute, then, you know, open your Bible on you Version or somewhere. And if you're at the crib, uh, open your Bible. But 1 Samuel 25, Leah, get us started.
1: Okay. 1 Samuel 25, Samuel died and all Israel's assembled to mourn for him. And they buried him by his home in Ramah. David then went down to the wilderness of Paran. A man in Maon had a business in Carmel. He was a very rich man with 3,000 sheep, 1,000 goats, and was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. The woman was intelligent and beautiful, but the man, a Calebite, was harsh and evil in his dealings. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent 10 young men instructing them Go up to Carmel, and when you come to Nabal, greet him in my name. Then say this, long life to you, and peace to you, peace to your family, and peace to all that is yours. I hear that you are shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them, and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. So let my young men find favor with you, for we have come on a feast day. Please give us whatever you have on hand to your servants and to your son David. David's young men went and said all these things to Nabal on David's behalf, and they waited. Nabal asked them, who is David? Who is Jesse's son? Many slaves these days are running away from their masters? Am I supposed to take my bread, my water, and my meat that I butchered from Mm. my shears and give them to these men? Mm -hmm. I don't know where they are from. David's young men retraced their steps. When they returned to him, they reported all these words. He said to his men, all of you, put on your swords. So each man put on his sword and David also put on his sword. About 400 men followed David while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of Nabal's young men informed Abigail, Nabal's wife, look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed at them. The men treated us very well. When we were in the field, we weren't harassed and nothing of ours was missing the whole time we were living among them. They were a wall around us both day and night, the entire time we were with them herding sheep. Now consider carefully what you should do because there is certain trouble to be had for our master and his entire family. He is such a worthless fool. Nobody can talk to him. Abigail hurried, taking 200 loaves of bread, two jars of wine, five butchered sheep, a bushel of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkeys. Then she said to her male servants, go ahead of me, I will be right behind you but she did not tell her husband, Nabal. As she rode the donkey down a mountain pass hidden from view, she saw David and his men coming toward her and met them. David had just said, I guarded everything that belonged to this man in the wilderness for nothing. He was not missing anything, yet he paid me back evil for good. May God punish me and do so severely if I let any of his males survive until morning.
0: When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey and knelt down with her face to the ground and paid homage to David. She knelt at his feet and said, the guilt is mine, Lord, but please let your servant speak to you directly. Listen to the words of your servant. My Lord should pay no attention to this worthless fool, Nabal, for he lives up to his name. His name means stupid and stupidity is all he knows. I, your servant, didn't see my Lord's young man whom you sent. Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives, and as as you surely as you yourself live, it is the Lord who kept you from participating in bloodshed and avenging yourself by your own hand. May your enemies and those who intend to harm my Lord be like Nabal. Let this gift your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord is certain to make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because he fights the Lord's battles. Throughout your life, may evil not be found in you. Someone is pursuing you and intends to take your life, my Lord's life is tucked safely in the place where the Lord your God protects the living, but he is flinging away your enemies' lives like stones from a sling. When the Lord does for my Lord all the good he promised you and appoints you ruler over Israel, there will not be remorse or a troubled conscience for my Lord because of needless bloodshed or my Lord's revenge. And when the Lord does good things for my Lord, may you remember me, your servant. Then David said to Abigail, blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you to meet me today. May your discernment be blessed and may you be blessed. Today, you kept me from participating in bloodshed and avenging myself by my own hand. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, who prevented me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, Nabal wouldn't have had any males left by morning light. Then David accepted what she had brought him and said, go home in peace, see, I have heard what you said and have granted your request. Then Abigail went to Nabal and there he was in his house holding a feast fit for a king. Nabal's heart was cheerful and he was very drunk, so she didn't say anything to him until morning light. In the morning when Nabal sobered up, his wife told him about these events. His heart died and he became a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal dead. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, blessed be the Lord who championed my cause against Nabal's insults and restrained his servant from doing evil. The Lord brought Nabal's evil deeds back on his head. Then David sent messengers to speak to Abigail about marrying him. When David's servants came to Abigail to Carmel, they said to her, David sent us to bring you to him as a wife. She stood up, paid homage with her face to the ground and said, here I am, your servant, a slave to wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Then Abigail got up quickly with her five female servants, accompanying her, rode on the donkey, following David's messengers. And so she became his wife. David also married Ah Ahonoam of Jezreel and the two of them became his wives. But Saul gave his daughter, Michal, David's wife, to Palti, son of Laish, who was from Gallim. This is the word of the Lord in 1 Samuel 25. Okay, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. <laughs> so Leah, drop it to us. Give us the narrative of what's happening.
1: Yes, there's a lot there, but um, essentially, cliff, cliff notes, Abigail is married to a straight fool. <laughs> By line. Like, he's a rich fool, uh, but he's super arrogant towards David in David's moment of need. And this basically comes out as an offense. Like it's an affront to him. He's he's insulting him openly. Yeah. Um, For which David is really, really angry and um, ultimately provoked to revenge. And so a servant who is from Nabal's house right relays this conflict to abigail mm-hmm. and then she sees the moment as a moment to rise up and to intervene mm. um and so that's essentially what happens she intervenes she provides what david's men need as far mm-hmm. as food uh, without telling Nabel, mm-hmm. And then when she finally does tell, she diverts that mm-hmm. crisis from happening, mm-hmm. ultimately crisis averted. Yes, yes. And and then comes back. And when she finally does tell Nabal,
0: he essentially has a heart attack and God strikes him dead. Yes, yes. And this is really why Abigail is a shiro of the faith because a huge part of this narrative is discernment and being Mm -hmm. able to consider carefully. And when we say consider carefully, that means to know and to see. Mm -hmm. And so Abigail is a shero of the faith because she operates as a mediator, a peacemaker, a negotiator through her discernment from Mm -hmm. beginning to end Mm -hmm. and moves in as what we all know. If you have not heard um, the conversation that we had. Oh my gosh, this is like two years ago now. Mm-hmm. With Carolyn Custis G- James, mm-hmm. as she illuminates and unpacks an Azer connecto, that is exactly what Abigail is doing. Yeah. Abigail is operating as a Azer connecto. She is operating as a roadblock mm-hmm. to unrighteousness in this situation. Hey ladies, have you heard of the Urban Woman Club yet? The Urban Woman Club is an online giving club through the urban Christian woman designed to plan for the long-term reach of more urban women, restoring them with God's truth for everyday life. This community aligns with our needs. And while we're grateful for annual donations, we invite you to consider becoming a monthly committed partner at one of the levels and embark with us on a lasting journey. Your monthly support, starting even at a base level of $7, can consistently transform lives. Plus, by becoming a monthly partner, you're not just supporting a cause by seeking restoration in urban women's lives, you're joining a community that gives back to you and to other women in urban contexts. Our monthly partners will enjoy exclusive perks, including a free monthly downloadable phone background, and you can elevate your tech with a touch of encouragement, specially crafted just for you. You can go to the urbanchristianwoman.com, click on monthly giving and find more about the urban woman club. Unpack what Azer Connecto means for us. Yeah, she, that means that she is a warrior helper. Warrior helper. Okay, that's, 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 that's the bottom what, line. That's what that means. Azar <laughs> Connecto
1: means warrior helper, mm-hmm. which uh yes, is exactly what she is because she is helping
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in a um, courageous way, right? Mm -hmm. Just as we see the character of God, even throughout Israel is considered a helper to Israel. Mm -hmm. So again, you can unpack that. If you go look back in um, previous, in season five, I believe with Carolyn Custis James, and we'll unpack all of that. But this is really what Abigail is embodying Mm -hmm. in this narrative. Yeah. She is leveraging every gift, every talent, and every blessing that God has given her yeah. for the sake of righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. To turn back unnecessary bloodshed and to and to honor the future king. Because at this yeah. point, they all know David is the future king. Saul has already been spared his life when he's in the cave. And David cuts from his uh, cloth. That's the, the chapter right yes. before this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Saul was
1: like, you spared my life. Yeah, I know you're about to be the king. Mm-hmm. This is so clear to me. You're yep. more righteous than I am. Mm-hmm. And so th- to me, I'm like, there's no doubt that word has spread that this whole thing shook down between Saul and David. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. why I think that Nabal's insult is super salty. Like it's even more, he's like who is David? Who is Jesse? I don't know nobody. It's yeah. a lot of slaves running away these days. You might be one of them. Yeah. And I'm like, man, no good and well that that was not who David was. Exactly. And Abigail was very, very yeah. uh, aware yeah. of her rich, foolish husband's foolishness.
0: Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, the language of him being him being foolish by being called stupid yeah. is very clear but he was also very just prideful and so even as he is mm-hmm. making known um who he's like who is david and who is he that he did all of these things he uh he said am i supposed to take my bread my water and mommy there's this level of yeah. audacity mm-hmm to not um, return kindness with kindness with him. That's right. And he also is a hoarder. He's he's selfish. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that encompasses foolishness.
1: You know, and, and the foolishness that he exhibited actually put his people at risk. Yes. David was like, must cut all of y'all down. Yeah. Every last one of y'all. Yeah. And so that that actually is like, you know, we sometimes talk about the, or maybe we'll talk about this even more, the, this whole collateral damage thing. Like his foolishness was about to reap collateral damage for 100%. his people, his servants, those that actually weren't even culpable in this situation. Yes. And so that's, to me, I'm like, this is why Abigail's advocacy and her rising up and her courage is so essential because she leverages everything that she has. And even what, she has quote unquote because of Nabel being her husband, yeah, she leverages that for the purpose of mm-hmm. making peace, setting things right, yeah, um, and preventing unnecessary bloodshed yeah
0: and and I know that uh we're gonna we're gonna get into this a little bit more, Leah, but I love the fact that it you know the the narrative illuminates that. Her dis she, was so, yeah, she was so discerning. Yes, that's right she was so discerning. and to be able to discern means that she has been a listener and a learner mm-hmm. and god she God creates this situation that she she uses what has been stored up. Through her life of listening and learning and understanding to discern mm-hmm. when the time is right and how to leverage it. And mm-hmm. so, man, that's a whole, that's a whole
1: thing right there. And I and I just want to double down on that because there's two really obvious things in the passage that point to her discernment. Yeah. One is in verse 17, uh-huh. When the servants call her to consider, he says, consider, consider carefully. carefully what you should mm-hmm. do because there's certain trouble for our master and his entire family, Mm -hmm. right? So he calls her to consider. Uh Surely she does, because then you have the words of David in verse 32. Uh He blesses her. He says, may your discernment be blessed and may you be blessed. Yeah, yeah. So what she did between that exhortation and that blessing is all evidence of her discernment. Yes,
0: her discernment and also her awareness to know that David submits his life under the rule and reign of Yahweh. And we know that because even as she approaches him through her discernment, what does she say in 26? Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives Mm -hmm. and as you yourself live, it is the Lord who kept you from participating in bloodshed and avenging yourself by your own hand that language is the communication of she understood the commands of god thou shalt not murder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she was like now you you come over you can keep moving Mm -hmm. if you want to but as surely as the lord lives she's operating as this warrior helper she's standing in the gap she's coming in she's mediating and she's saying as truly as the Lord lives, the Lord is keeping you in this moment. Mm-hmm. The question is, will you go the way that leads to life? Yeah.
1: Ultimately, she's calling him back to, to what he already knows is To true. the truth. But you know what? In the moment, he gets in his head. He gets heated. And that's why what what for her is so beautiful from her story is right. that she's like, I'm actually calling you back. I'm calling you back. Calling you back to what I know you know to be true <laughs> it, is that God is your defender, not you. You don't have to seek revenge. And in fact, if you do, she says, you'll go on and actually not, you'll have a a tarnished conscience because yes, of this. Yes, yes. Don't yes. do that to yourself. Yes, and he's
0: like, "Oh, but you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right." And we know that we know that uh, David is fully aware of this because of the chapter before he spares Saul's life. Right. So he understands exactly what she's saying, mm-hmm. and he she brings him back into remembrance out of his anger. Yeah. Which, oh my goodness, this sounds like the episode before because. As a warrior helper, as women, we yeah. are called to live in community with our brothers as well. Yes. And, uh, and be able to be proactive, mm-hmm. not reactive, but to be able to say, like, do you see this? Yeah. Here is what is true yeah. in a way that is Honoring mm-hmm. to them as image bearers. And we see Abigail embodying the same thing that the daughters of Zalapha had embodied as well. My goodness. I feel mm-hmm. like this is like, yeah. I didn't even connect those two dots, Leah. Yeah. But the Lord is saying if we are to be exactly how God has called us as Azer connectos, as warrior helpers, yeah. there is this proactive helper that, that has to. Uh, surge out and to consider carefully the things that we're doing this discernment Mm -hmm. my goodness ladies if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our
1: community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman facebook the urban christian woman and on our website which is the urban
0: god uses abigail to save and preserve a household of people uh, he uses her to mediate forgiveness between righteousness and unrighteousness and i think that this leads us into um why she's a she is an embodiment of the presence and the promise of christ that is shown as a shiro, Abigail really embodies a foreshadowing of what Christ has done for all of creation in First Timothy two five.
1: Yeah, and actually, I want you to pull that up. And yes, while hey. you're doing that, I think I just really want to go back to what you said about Abigail's actions, saving and preserving a household of people. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like one of the dopest things about this shiro is that she's not just by her pursuing what is right, she's actually like watching out for collective flourishing. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and not only her own household, because like she spared her, like her servants who were about to be knocked out by David, she, she spared their lives. But also if you think about, it, she brought feastal, festal food to David's men. Yes, So I- she's like, I'm looking out for your flourishing. I'm looking out for your flirt, like both, mm-hmm. both, both parties in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a unique blessing that God has gifted women with. And we're, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But, Pope, when people be saying mama bear. Right.
0: She was looking out. She was, And that's actually
1: it's, it's a good thing yeah. because that's how yes. God had wired her to mm-hmm. uniquely see and act in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some unique honor in that. And that village mama. The the, The right village looking for the communal blessing and the Mm -hmm, communal mm -hmm. preservation, not just for number
0: one. That's right. That's right. That's right. So,
1: talk about how Abigail is a foreshadowing of what Christ has done. Yes. And providing communal blessing and intervention for
0: all people. Yes. First Timothy 2 5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and humanity, the man. Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. Mm-hmm. And so, what we see in Abigail is that Abigail is actually going in as a mediator, yeah. right? A mediator. For the unrighteousness mm-hmm. operating and go as a go-between, she's mm-hmm. going as a go-between between righteousness and unrighteousness. Right? She we see that David is coming with a judgment to sort of de- to destroy ultimately revenge, revenge, yeah. yeah, for Nabal and and his men, and Nabal is operating in foolishness through unrighteousness and. and what what the Lord uses Abigail to do mm-hmm. is to be a go-between, mm-hmm. a mediator, so that so that it and, and even to the point where she risks her life. Yeah, she she, does. she risks her life to go onto the field um to meet David, and uses that as an opportunity mm-hmm. to have to provoke to. To provoke an invitation towards flourishing and life and righteousness, and to turn David from a poor decision as well. And so Abigail is being used as a go-between. Mm-hmm. yeah, just as our Savior, yeah, was a mediator and was the go-between for us and our sin so that we could be mm-hmm. the righteousness of God.
1: Yes, amen. Going as a go-between to even even prevent bloodshed Yes,
0: for our own sin and foolishness. For our own sin and foolishness. Mm-mm-mm. So as application, what can we embody from Abigail's story today?
1: Yeah, so as we've been talking about the promise and the practice, I think we can jump in here to the promise that is evident in Abigail's story is the promise that God has created us as women fully and completely on purpose Mm -hmm. and for his glory. That's to say that the way he wired us as women Mm -hmm. is on purpose Mm -hmm. and ultimately for his glory. And Mm -hmm. so we talk about like that even the the discernment that she's clothed with, the wisdom Mm -hmm. that she's clothed with, the courage that she's clothed with, Mm -hmm. the way that she uses everything from her resources to her beauty. like God's like, I'm doing this on purpose for this moment. And so the way that she leverages that, Mm -hmm. I think it's a promise that God has given you things to leverage in the moment. And I think that flows perfectly into what is our practice. Our practice is discerning how to use the way that God created you on
0: purpose yes. for his glory. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. How we engage with um not just our brothers, but I think in our everyday lives takes discernment. Yeah. Takes discernment. And we find our we will find ourselves, right? Either in folly or we will find ourselves going down the path of wisdom that leads to life, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And we're, and we're always like, I think
1: of this, this circumstance almost as a microcosm of the world around us. Like Mm -hmm. this narrative is like, she's discerning and she's navigating the path between, like you said, folly and wisdom Mm -hmm. and all throughout, there's going to be instances Scattered all throughout our lives, yes. Where we have to do and our days and moments, because hours, (laughs) minutes, milliseconds. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) milliseconds to navigate between how to how to um, be a peacemaker Mm -hmm. and how to navigate with discernment, and and I think sometimes. So let's let's just as urban Christian women parse this for a moment because
0: how to use our
1: words. I think that we we often. (laughs) Face a narrative in culture that tells us that Come on. being a peacemaker is bad or toxic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or
0: that um, there's that a narrative actually, towards being disruptors.
1: Right, towards being disruptors and leveraging whatever you have for the sake of others, right? To carry that responsibility mm-hmm. is too much. It's too. It's always on women, right? Mm-hmm. We have all this mental load and this responsibility. And some of that is real, is true in it. And there's yeah. some brokenness in there. Yeah, it's valid. I think it. that the way that God has wired us and called us in should not be thrown off with that, right? Yes. Let's not sort of, I guess, throw out the baby with the bathwater in the sense of there are ways that God has wired us to actually pursue communal blessings. Mm-hmm. and collective blessing and the way Abigail exhibits discernment is is a good thing for us to learn from
0: how do we discern yeah. where God is calling us into pursuing oh communal blessing and you are you are right on point with that and and one of the things that I am processing as you are saying that Leah is that there Abigail actually provides a form of disruption. Mm. You know, she, mm. it was costly that she went on to the, she should not have been going to the field. Yeah. Okay. And when she came back, it could have cost her life, mm. uh, even in accordance with Nabal. L- let's be very clear that she chose mm. a form of disruption, but her disruption was uh, was preceded mm-hmm. With discernment,
1: fully clothed in discernment,
0: Only clothed in discernment in the wisdom of God, and it's evident that she knew the wisdom of God because she was she was flowing, she man, she was flowing, she was flowing. everything, everything flowing that was with the wisdom of God. Ev- David, I know everything that was dropping off her lips, like. she was was speaking truth Mm -hmm. and then she was speaking wisdom. Mm -hmm. She was speaking the commands of God and his word in a way that he would understand to bring it down. Like, do you understand what this is going to cost right, you. Right. Have you counted truly the cost? This is the other thing that I will say that our culture does especially for us as urban women as women if you have been in the church uh there is this subtle subset of culture and narrative that puts oh everything that's been done in women's ministry mm-hmm. has just been fluff and beauty and It's all about the intellectual. Mm -hmm. And what we see in this text about Abigail is that she is intelligent and she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes our culture and it seeps into the church. Talk about it will put us at at odds with one another, saying that you have to be one or the other. other. (laughs) And what God is allowing us to see through the life of this sister Mm -hmm. is that it's not an either or, Mm -hmm. it is a both and. Preach. And so I just want us to sit on that. (laughs) that mm-hmm. that god wants you to steward your beauty and your intellect That's right god wants you to steward your 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 assignment as a wife and a mother and an employee and a a, a discipler of women he wants you to to be an and person mm-hmm. versus an either or mm-hmm. and so as we think about this what you're talking about of fighting for communal blessing, that is even more important in the family of God. As we, f- as we hear these constant uh, uh, little subtle narratives to say either ors, mm. these, these subtle narratives to say be only one, be a disruptor. Versus a discern. No, be a discerner in the midst of disruption. Right. Be a discerner and discern when it's time to disrupt. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yes, that is so good. There's so much in Abigail's story
0: that she's just like, I'm going to use everything. Literally everything. Everything I have. I'm gonna use my skills towards that. Let mm-hmm. me, make this, Let me okay. make this cake. Let me make this cake. Let me make this cake. Let me make this cake real quick. Okay, she's use She's leveraging everything that she has yes. for the flourishing mm-hmm. of 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 human flourishing actually in, right. in, in accordance with Genesis. That's right. Okay. That's right. She's being fruitful and she's multiplying because she's operating by the protective by the protective uh component of caring for Nables men mm-hmm. and um caring for uh David as he is supposed to be king. Mm-hmm. And so I think how we cling to uh, this better narrative in this area of our lives is to slow down and discern your moments, your days, your challenges, your actions, and your words. Leah, will you pray for us? Mm-hmm. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Thank you for the testimony of mm-hmm. Abigail's life. Thank you for the, um, the way that you hold her up as a model and as a beloved forerunner for us in discernment. Thank you that you show us in her story how you call us as well to use everything that you have equipped us and made us and crafted us on purpose Mm -hmm. so that we could leverage what you've put in us Mm -hmm. for the good of others and for the good of your collective flourishing. Mm -hmm. You have a plan and a purpose for those who you've placed in our network.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You have a plan and a purpose for those that that we touch through communication and through care every day. And so would we be clothed as women in discernment to think carefully, to consider, to see and know how we should use our words, our gifts, our beauty, our skills, our talents, our time, all of that Mm -hmm. for your good and for Mm -hmm. your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your word and how you rooted deeply in us. May it continue to transform and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Have a blessed day, ladies.